Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Yesterday, when we were talking about the Illinois Supreme Court's landmark decision upholding the constitutionality of cashless bail, Karen Conti was on. She's a lawyer. She saw no problem with it whatsoever, but there are people that have a problem with it, and I thought it was only appropriate that we hear their issue as well. Senate Republican Leader John Curran is with us. He represents the 41st District. Thank you so much for joining us. This is something you are strongly against, right? Uh, nice to be with you, Lisa. Um, yes, I voted against the, the law. I, you know, I do acknowledge that, um, you know, when they passed this in January of 2021, it was, uh, it was a very flawed law. There was, there's been several amendments since before this went into effect. The last one in December of 2022 did address, uh, many concerns, I think, but I, I, you know, if we're going to get to, um, the best system we can put in place, there's still further that needs to happen. We, you know, there's still more uh, to go on this. I know after watching a video on your website that you said you'll spend the next 60 days trying to have police and attorney generals and everybody address this issue. And I would imagine try and put a stop to it. What do you think needs to change? Or do you think that we need to make people pay bail before they're released? No, my issue is not on getting rid of cash bail, Lisa. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, a, a poor person sitting in custody that poses no risk to society because they can't come up with $100 or a wealthy person that is inherently dangerous and commits a violent crime but uh, is able to po- post a significant bond and be out in a threat, both of those are bad outcomes. So um, it's not, I mean, that's not my objection with it. My objection with it is we're not, we need to give judges full discretion in making these determinations. And there are limitations in this law on, on which crimes judges can, which charges judges can even determine if someone's a danger, poses a threat to the community or a person. Uh, and when we look at, a, you know, New Jersey, who in 2017 essentially eliminated cash bail, they gave their judges a lot more discretion, a lot more authority, and we know in the five years that New Jersey's been studied, we have not seen, we've only, we only seen a minor increase in crime and only a minor increase in failures to appear in court um, from uh, charged defendants. They've really had successful outcomes, but it was it was really given full discretion to judges. And while we did return some discretion in this law to judges in in the amendment in December of 2022, we still have not gone those extra few steps that I think we really need to to ensure successful outcomes once this is implemented. Senator, when proponents are presented with that uh, that argument or that case, they say that the judge has discretion if the defendant is considered a, a danger to the public. Uh, is, is that not the case in every case? That is not the case in every case. So it has to be the charge. Um, it's 106... Um, Dash one. There's a there's seven sections, and it has to be a charge in one of those seven sections. Um, it has has to be the offense that the individuals before the judge on. 
uh, for the judge to even consider if they pose by clear and convincing evidence um, a real and present threat to any person or persons or the community based on the uh, on the facts of the case. Um, so it, it is missing some. It's missing burglary. Um, I think you're likely to see some more litigation in some instances on, on you know, prosecutors trying to push the envelope with some of the language in the act. You know, right now it doesn't include aggravated, aggravated fleeing and eluding. Um, so some of those charges, I, it can certainly be expanded more so. In New Jersey, um, a judge has the discretion to determine if someone poses a threat to the community on any criminal case that comes before them. Um, and that's, the, that's kind of the, the discretion that we have denied judges in this act. Another question I want to ask you, I've never, I cannot, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Lisa, but I cannot think of an issue, a publicly debated issue, to where there's been more confusion about it. I mean, you've got one side will say one thing and the other will say just completely opposite. There's a sheriff today who is saying that on September 18th, when this goes into effect, he's going to have to release about 50% of the people in his jail. Now, my understanding is that cannot be true because anyone who would eventually be released would have to be released by the judge who set the previous bail. Am I incorrect in that? Will there be people just, will the gates just open on September 18th? Uh, it is not my understanding that the gates will just open. So, so that's, that's um, there's going. It, it would be an order of the court right now. If someone is in cust is in jail on a lawful order of the court, um, being detained, they're going to remain there until a judge issues a new order. So they'll be brought before the judge, uh, and the judge is going to have to apply the new law. But you know, it'll be a court proceeding, and they would have to petition to get that <clears throat> hearing. Right, the defendant would. Defendant will have to petition the hearing or the next time the defendant is scheduled to be before the judge. It's not like someone just uh, is held in custody and they're there until their trial date. I mean, they they periodically appear before are brought over and appear before the judge if they're in custody. So um, either a petition or just the next um, time they're before the judge, the judge is going to have to apply the, these new standards. And I would guess you're talking about the Ogle County um, Sheriff that said this. And what's interesting is that's one of the safest counties in the state of Illinois. So what you said is so reasonable, um, John, because none of us want a poor person who can't make bail especially lots of single moms in that situation, incarcerated. And we don't want a rich person who committed murder get out because, or not murder, they would keep them for that. But, you know, to be able to post bail and get out, I mean, that's just being reasonable. I think we all agree on that. We all want to live in a safer society. Why is this such a partisan issue? Why can't the two teams work together and come up with a great solution? It, look, it it's because of how this originally passed. So back when this passed in January of 2021, um, this was middle of the night. I mean, I think we got the final version dropped on us at about three in the morning, you know, seven, 800 pages, uh, and we voted on it and it passed like four or five in the morning. It was incredibly divisive. It was really a go it alone approach by the Democrats in the General Assembly. They did not include Republicans. They never included Republicans. I work with my colleagues on the other side of the aisle on many issues. Um, and, I, and really, there were a lot of inherent flaws in the original law that passed that um, kind of set off the media fire or the, this, the firestorm. Right. And it's been two years of work trying to fix a lot of that. 
Um, I simply think we hit, there's further to go. Um, we know we have good outcomes, out, out, uh, another good model out there, and we really started off more like New York, who has not seen good outcomes when it ter- in terms of the effect on crime and the effect on uh, defendants appearing in court. Um, and we've seen good outcomes with the New Jersey model. Have we moved closer to New Jersey in the last two years with, with, with the amendments? Yes, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. All right. Well, hopefully the work continues. And if not, it goes into effect on January 1st, correct? No, it goes into effect. Um, oh, that's September 18th. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's so, right. But, I mean, you know, I know the courts have been working on this, um, so it's not like they're just starting now preparing right. for this to go into effect. Right. All right. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Lisa. That Bye. is uh, Senator John Curran, 41st District, representing Illinois. Steve has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago, Chicago.